Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Ohio State. Very, very happy to have you back with me this week. Looking forward to chatting with you about the Big Ten title game on tap between Ohio State and Northwestern. But before we get into any of that, we got to talk about what happened last week at Ohio State. Got to talk about what happened in the National Football League. We've got a lot to talk about before we get into anything about the Northwestern and Ohio State Big Ten title game. And doesn't it feel so crazy that we're already on to a Big Ten championship? We're already on to talking about the college football postseason. It's just so crazy to me because we were talking for so long this summer and this fall uh, when football was uncertain. We weren't sure Ohio State was even going to play this season. Then the season finally got announced, and it's gone so quickly. It's come and gone so quickly. We're already on to the postseason now so uh it's been a whirlwind and i'm very very appreciative uh, of all you guys for being with me and sticking with me all season long talking about the ohio state buckeyes and i'm very very excited to bring you this week's episode jake jarvis is going to be back with us this week uh previewing the ohio state northwestern matchup he's also going to give you his score predictions around the rest of the big 10 conference this week um and with that in mind a couple of games have already been canceled in the Big Ten Conference this week. The Iowa-Michigan game, unfortunately, will not happen in the Oaken Bucket game uh, for the second consecutive week between Purdue and Indiana has unfortunately been canceled. Jake did provide score predictions for those games uh, because he and I chatted prior to those games being canceled, but... uh, Just ignore those predictions because obviously they're not going to matter with those games not happening on Saturday. So with that all said and done, before we get into breaking things down this week on Believe in Ohio State, as always, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because Bet Online makes everything happen for this podcast. It frankly makes this podcast possible. And Bet Online is a place for you to have fun, it's a place for you to make some money as well. 
all while enjoying Ohio State football and enjoying whatever sport you may uh, you may want to enjoy. So college football, like I just talked with you about, it's almost over, unfortunately, but it is in full swing right now, and bowl season is almost here, and I love, love, love betting college football bowl games. It's what gets me through all of uh, those long days during the winter. I love gambling uh, for these bowl games. So we've got those coming up. College football's in full swing. Bowl season's almost in full swing. And while you might not be able to be at some of these bowl games this season, we might be able to be at some, but while you might not be able to be at others, you can still be in on all of the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team props, player props, coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. They've always got their online casino, so if you're not interested in betting sports, you can still make some money and have some fun in the online casino. That never closes. Uh, and speaking of some of their fun props for my Ohio people, for my Cleveland people listening, they've already got a prop opened up on the next baseball mascot name for the Cleveland baseball team. Of course, the Indians are going to be changing their name coming up here. So uh, a fun prop about what the next name is going to be. Spiders is leading the way right now at plus 250. Uh, Cleveland baseball team is in there at plus 500. The Guardians, the Wild Things, the Crows, the Buckeyes, the Dobies after Larry Doby, the Cleveland Rockers, the Bullfrogs, uh, all possible choices in there. So whatever you think it's going to be, there is some opportunity there for you to make some money. So why not have some fun? Put a little money down on what you think the next name of the Cleveland Indians is going to be. But make sure to do this at Bet Online. Head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. A lot of free money that Bet Online could potentially be handing you. So make sure to take advantage. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's talk a little college football. Obviously, the Ohio State Michigan game was unfortunately canceled last week. But like I talked with you about last week, uh I wasn't too disappointed. I wasn't necessarily upset. It didn't worry me. I thought Ohio State would be okay. And as it turns out, that's exactly the case because the Big Ten Conference decided to change the rules and put Ohio State into the Big Ten Championship game this weekend in Indianapolis against Northwestern, having only played five regular season games this season. Uh, The threshold to get into the championship game was six. But it didn't make a whole lot of sense to keep Ohio State out of the game, a, a number of reasons. And, and I, I hate it when people say that this is a business, it's a TV show. They have to have a, a big draw to the Big Ten title game to save mo- or to sell advertising to make some money. Obviously, that's true. They, they want the good teams to be in the game. They want more eyes. They want as many eyes as possible on these games so they can make as much money as possible. They being the networks, they being the Big Ten Conference, the schools, all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, that's not the only reason. There's no sense in keeping Ohio State out of the Big Ten title game because they beat Indiana, the team that would have been the representative out of the Big Ten East instead of Ohio State. The Buckeyes beat Indiana. And the only thing that you have to tell me is had Ohio State played the game against Michigan and lost that game, they still would have been in the Big Ten championship game. So the game threshold just doesn't make a whole lot of sense in that situation. It makes perfect sense to put Ohio State into the Big Ten championship game. And after the Big Ten has struggled with so many decisions this fall, 
So many decisions this season. They finally get something right. They make a proper change, and they put Ohio State into the Big Ten Championship game to face off against Northwestern and therefore give Ohio State their best opportunity to get into the college football playoff as well, assuming they win this game in convincing fashion against the Northwestern Wildcats. But something that has irritated me mightily this past week since I last talked to you were the comments of Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney and Florida head coach Dan Mullen. Because Dabo Sweeney came out and said, you know what, I don't think Ohio State should be able to play in the Big Ten Championship, or should be able to play in the college football playoff, rather. They haven't played enough games this season. A Texas A&M team that's played all these games this season should be in. A Florida team should be in. Uh, We should be in if we have two losses. I mean, sure, uh, Clemson... They'd probably have a right, or they'd probably at least be in the conversation if they had two losses. What has Texas A&M done this season besides lose to Alabama by almost 30 points? You're going to let that in the college football playoff? No, give me a break. Florida, now that they've lost two games this season, losing to LSU, lowly LSU this season, give me a break, Dabo, give me a break. A lot of people are, are saying out there, you know, he's probably saying this, for recruiting reasons, Ohio State homers are saying, oh, he doesn't want to play the Buckeyes. He wants an, the easiest path possible to the college football playoff or the college football national championship. Uh, both are probably a little bit true there. I think Dabo obviously doesn't want Ohio State in the college football playoff because he can use that uh, in trying to charm some recruits away from Ohio State. And he also doesn't want to play the Buckeyes because he knows that they're going to be a, a worthy opponent. He knows that it's going to be a tough game between Clemson and Ohio State. And I think he also probably knows that Clemson is a little bit vulnerable this season. When I've watched Clemson, I haven't necessarily been extremely impressed. They're obviously very good. Trevor Lawrence is obviously a fantastic talent. Travis Etienne, the running back, obviously a tremendous talent. But they've looked vulnerable to me throughout the season. They've already lost a game to Notre Dame, and we'll see what happens this weekend in the ACC championship between those two teams. Notre Dame could beat them again, and if Notre Dame does beat them again, I don't think Clemson should be in the college football playoff. I think an undefeated Cincinnati should get a look. I think some of these other teams should get a look. Maybe Texas A&M at that point should get a look, but I'm, I'm very anti-Texas A&M, if you can't tell. I've never really enjoyed Texas A&M. I think they're a little bit of a fraud team where they are right now in the rankings at number five. I just don't buy it from Texas A&M. I think they would get killed by Notre Dame, by Ohio State, by Alabama, by Clemson, by any of the teams in the conversation right now. But but transitioning my thinking over to Florida. I mean, Dan Mullen comes out after Florida loses to LSU and says, maybe we should have played less games this season. I mean, Dan, stop speaking emotionally after you lose a game like that. Honestly, come on, Dan Mullen. Let's be realistic here. Ohio State wants to play as many games as possible. Ohio State Ohio State has been in the college football playoff plenty here over the existence of the college football playoff. They're used to playing 12 games a season. They're used to winning 11 or 12 of those games every single season. I mean, Dan Mullen, let's be realistic. In 2015, Ohio State, as the defending national champion, comes in to the game against Michigan State at the shoe, loses on a last-second field goal. That was what? Week 11 of the season, week 11, Ohio State, week 9, 10, 11, I can't quite remember. Either way, it was towards the end of the season, which used to be a killer in the college football playoff. If you lost a game late in the season, you were going to be out of the college football playoff. 
That's what happened to Ohio State that year. Ohio State comes in as the defending national champion with arguably the most talented roster in college football playoff or in college football history, excuse me. Think of that think of that team, Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, JT Barrett, all of these first-round picks littering that roster. Ohio State loses on a last-second field goal to Michigan State. They're kept out of the Big Ten title game. They're kept out of the college football playoff. And you're trying to tell me, Dan Mullen, that your two-loss team should still be considered for the college football playoff? Give me a break. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And to come out and say something ridiculous like, oh, maybe we should have played less games this season. Dan, Ohio State... They were going to play nine games. They had games canceled due to the coronavirus. I mean, don't be ridiculous. The Big Ten tried to get them as many games as possible. It's not Ohio State's fault the Big Ten screwed things up with the scheduling. Not building in buys to the schedule because they delayed the season. I mean, Dan, come on, man. Come on. Don't speak emotionally like that after a game. Don't be ridiculous. You make yourself look bad. And if I were a recruit, I would and put it this way. Let me, let me step back a couple of steps here. If I were a recruit deciding between Florida and Ohio State and your coach after losing to lowly, lowly LSU this season, your coach comes out, or your prospective coach, the guy recruiting you comes out and says, huh, maybe we should have played less games this season. Meanwhile, you see Ryan Day fighting for his team. You see Ryan Day trying to get as many games in as possible. You see Ryan Day remaining positive. You see Ryan Day fighting the conference to get back on the field, to get as many games as possible. Who are you going to pick in that situation? I'm going to pick the guy that uh, has the cojones there, not the guy that's saying, huh, maybe we should have played less games this year. I wish we could have played less games this season. Don't be whiny. Don't be a brat. Be more like Ryan Day. I'm going to leave it at that there. Those two guys irritated me this week. Uh, They irritated me a lot. Now I want to see Dabo lose. I want to see Clemson lose. And obviously Florida lost uh, because of the thrown shoe and the long field goal by LSU. Hats off to LSU there. Well fought. Excellent win over Florida. A good Florida team this season. But uh, obviously not enough there for Florida with two losses. I do not see them getting in to the college football playoff. So before we get into anything regarding Ohio State and Northwestern, it's time to talk about the National Football League for just a moment. Give you our rundown of what the former Buckeyes in the NFL did during Week 14. Go over my NFL picks from last week and give you my picks for NFL Week number 15. First off, we'll start with Buckeyes in the NFL. couple of notes from last week, the Washington football team. Chase Young's had some doubters this season. A lot of people saying, oh, I don't know if uh, he was worth the second overall pick. Well, let me tell you, Chase Young was worth the second overall pick, and if Cincinnati had picked him at number one, I don't think that would have been too far-fetched either. Chase Young is an elite pass rusher, and he showed why on Sunday. Washington wins that game over the the 49ers 23-15. Thanks a lot to uh, Chase Young and what he did in that game. He had six tackles, tying a season high. He had a sack, he had a tackle for loss, a forced fumble, two passes defended, and a fumble recovery returned nearly 50 yards for a touchdown. So Chase Young did a lot in that game. He is a big reason why Washington won that game 23-15, and he's a big reason why Washington's had a little bit of a resurgence this season and why it's been led by their defense. Chase Young is the real deal. The last three or so weeks, I feel like Chase Young has made a highlight play in each of their games. Big, big plays for Chase Young that I'm seeing all over social media. 
So Chase Young is worth that second overall pick, and he's showing you why right now. Keeping the season alive, keeping the playoff hopes alive for uh, the Washington football team. And a Washington football team that wasn't very good to start the season. So he's stepping up, and the team is following suit as well. And speaking of the Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins, he was benched earlier this season. He actually got into that victory over the 49ers. He he helped Washington hold on for that win. Dwayne went 7 of 12 for 51 yards, so good to see Dwayne Haskins back on the field. Uh, his former teammate, linebacker Jerome Baker of the Miami Dolphins, had eight tackles, two and a half sacks, and two tackles for loss in the Dolphins' loss to Kansas City, a game that was a lot closer than many people thought it was going to be. The Dolphins, uh, they're uh, they're looking to be a pretty good team going forward, led by that defense, and Jerome Baker's been a big part of that defense this season. He's been flying all over the field, high tackle numbers all season long, but good to see him getting into the backfield against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, two and a half sacks and two tackles for loss in addition to his eight tackles overall. Last note from Buckeyes in the NFL from Week 14, J.K. Dobbins on Monday Night Football had 53 yards and a touchdown in the Ravens' impressive victory over the Cleveland Browns. Really, really good game on Monday night. High scoring between those two teams, and J.K. Dobbins is able to help the Ravens to the AFC North victory. Now going over my NFL picks from last week, wasn't great again. I went 3-5 and five for the second consecutive week. Now three games under 500 on the season at 46, 49, and 1 overall. Not going to bore you by going over the picks, but how about I give you my picks for NFL Week 15, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Chargers at the Raiders. My pick is going to be the Chargers plus 3. They faltered the past couple of weeks, but I think they're able to turn things around. Derek Carr last week was not very good against the Colts. Uh, He didn't come up in in the clutch situations when the Raiders needed him the most. They're trying to, to keep all of their hopes alive right now as well. But I like the Chargers bouncing back. I think Justin Herbert's going to get it done on Thursday Night Football. So my pick is the Chargers plus three. Pick number two, Saturday at 8.15, the Panthers at the Packers. So some Saturday NFL football, the Panthers at the Packers. Uh, the Packers, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. My pick is going to be the Panthers plus eight-and-a-half. I talked about it last week. They've been a stingy team all season long. I feel like they cover more often than not. They're always hanging around in games. Uh, Christian McCaffrey might play. He might not play against the Packers. It remains to be seen. Either way, I'm going to go with the Panthers plus eight-and-a-half in Green Bay. Pick number three, Sunday at one, the Texans at the Colts. My pick is the Colts minus seven-and-a-half because... The Texans, they're not very good. They laid an egg against the Bears last week. I think the Colts are the real deal. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, Their defense is very good. Like I've said the past couple of weeks, their offense has gotten better and better, I feel like, every single week. Phillip Rivers is getting more and more comfortable there. He has nice rapport now with T.Y. Hilton for the past three or so weeks. So my pick is going to be the Colts minus 7.5. Pick number four, Sunday at one as well. It's the Lions at the Titans. My pick is going to be Detroit plus eight and a half. I think they're going to stay around in this game. Kenny Galladay might be coming back this week for Detroit. If he is back, uh, that's a that's a big bonus for the Lions because he's always a threat for Detroit. He hasn't been able to play hardly at all this season, but eight and a half is a pretty big spread to me. I mean, the Titans have been on and off this season um, good more often than not, especially when Derrick Henry gets going. 
Uh, he might prove to be an issue this week for the Lions, but I think the Lions' passing attack is going to keep them in this game, so I like Detroit plus 8.5. Pick number 5, also Sunday at 1 Eastern, the Seahawks at Washington. Uh, like I talked about with Chase Young, Washington has started to turn it on a little bit this season. They're another stingy team, but I like the Seahawks minus 4.5. I think Russell Wilson steps up, gets it done, so my pick, uh, without much explanation there, I don't think much is needed, is the Seahawks minus 4.5. Pick number 6, uh, later game on Sunday, 425 kickoff between the Chiefs and the Saints. Potential Super Bowl preview between these two teams, uh, one that I'll certainly be tuned into, very eager to watch this one, the Chiefs and the Saints. I think this game is going to tell us how real the Saints are this season. Uh, Drew Brees potentially coming back for this matchup against Kansas City. Uh, I like the Chiefs in this one. The Saints defense has really turned it up the past month or so, but I like the Chiefs to cover. My pick is the Chiefs minus four. Pick number seven, Sunday night football, the Browns at the Giants. My pick is going to be the Browns minus four against New York. Uh, it might be a little bit of a sucker bet. I don't know. The Browns minus four seems too good to be true, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in Danny Dimes and the Giants. So my pick is the Browns minus four on Sunday night football. Pick number eight, Monday night football, the Steelers at the Bengals. My pick is, gonna, is going to be the Steelers minus 12. Uh, it's a big spread, but the Bengals don't have very much to offer without Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon's been banged up. Uh, I just don't know about Cincinnati. So my pick is the Steelers bouncing back after their loss to the Buffalo Bills. My pick, the Steelers minus 12. So that does it for this week's NFL talk. I'll go over the picks one more time. Thursday night football, the Chargers plus three. Pick number two, the Panthers plus eight and a half. Pick three, the Colts minus seven and a half. Pick number four, Detroit, plus eight and a half. Pick five, the Seahawks, minus four and a half. Pick six, the Chiefs, minus four. Pick seven, the Browns, minus four. And pick number eight, the Steelers, minus 12 on Monday Night Football. Make sure to get all those picks in on Bet Online if you are so inclined. As right now, it's time to get into our college football talk as we will go around the oval at Ohio State. And we're going to start off with some recruiting news. We haven't talked a whole lot of recruiting this season, but uh, Ohio State got some excellent news this past week, getting a commitment from the top wide receiver in the class of 2021, five-star wide receiver from Washington State, Emeka Egbuka. So another big get for Ohio State in the receiver room. They got Julian Fleming, the number one, over, number one overall wide receiver this year. They get Emeka Egbuka, the number one overall wide receiver next year. So Brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach for Ohio State, uh, he's doing an excellent job recruiting right now. They have just uh, a wealth of of resources in that wide receiver room so many good talents to develop so Ohio State looking good when it term when it comes to the pass catchers going forward uh the Big Ten offensive teams or the all Big Ten offensive teams I should say were announced yesterday so I'm going to go over Ohio State players who made those teams as well as uh, the award winners on the offensive side of the ball in the Big Ten Conference. In case you're wondering, the defensive teams and the award winners announced later today, and the special teams award winners will be announced tomorrow being Thursday. So overall, Ohio State had nine players on offense named to either the first, second, or third teams. A couple of guys honorable mention as well, so let's go over them. Justin Fields, obviously. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, 
Offensive linemen Wyatt Davis, Thayer Munford, and Josh Myers, all of those guys made the first team. So congratulations to them making the first team in the Big Ten Conference. Second team selections, Master Teague at running back and Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, Ohio State's right tackle. So uh, congratulations to those two for making the second team. And then the third team, Ohio State left guard Harry Miller. So his first season as a starter, he's named to the Big Ten, all or the All-Big Ten third team. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, excellent jobs this season, and uh, good to see them rewarded with the All-Big Ten team selections. Honorable mentions, running back Trey Sermon, senior, Luke Farrell, tight end as a senior, and Jeremy Ruckert, the other Ohio State tight end. All of those guys were named honorable mention All-Big Ten. So good for those guys to get a little recognition as well. On to the award winners, Wyatt Davis, probably the top offensive lineman in the Big Ten Conference. Well, he was named the Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year this season, so a big congratulations to Wyatt Davis. Uh, we're going to be seeing his name for a lot going forward uh, in the National Football League, likely to be the first interior lineman off the board in the upcoming NFL Draft. Then Justin Fields, for the second consecutive season, named the Big Ten Quarterback of the Year and the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. So a big, big congratulations there to Justin Fields. He obviously earned it. He's been the most dynamic player in the Big Ten Conference for probably the past two seasons. All due respect there to Rondale Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. I really, really like him. He's a dynamic player. But Justin Fields just means so much to the Ohio State Buckeyes. So uh, a big, big award there for Justin Fields. Big two awards, the Big Ten Quarterback of the Year and the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year for the second consecutive season. So that does it as we go around the Oval at Ohio State. And right now, it's time to break down all things the Buckeyes and Northwestern Saturday at noon on Fox for the Big Ten Championship. Buckeyes enter this game as 21-point favorites against the Wildcats. The over-under in this game set at 57-and-a-half. Couple of notes for the 5-0 Buckeyes going into this game, the number four team in the country. Ohio State looking for their fourth consecutive Big Ten title, their 39th overall. That trails only Michigan in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, so Ohio State, I mean, Ryan Day talked about it on his radio show a couple of days ago. You can't overlook the fact that the Buckeyes are going for their fourth consecutive Big Ten title. That's some dominance, and it's something to uh, hang your hat on for these seniors going into this game, looking for their fourth consecutive Big Ten championship. Four out of four tries for the seniors on this Ohio State team. Now, as it relates to Ohio State and Northwestern, the Buckeyes lead the all-time series convincingly against the Wildcats. Ohio State 63-14. and They've also tied Northwestern once, but 63-14 and overall. Ohio State has been dominant in this series. Last season, Ohio State and Northwestern faced off, and the Buckeyes beat them bad in Illinois. 52-3. to Ohio State won at Ryan Field last season, so a very convincing victory for Ohio State last year. Northwestern has changed a lot this season. They've improved in a big way, particularly on the defensive side of the football. I'll get to that in just a moment. Of course, these teams squared off for the Big Ten title back in 2018. Ohio State won that game by 21 points, 45-24. to uh, A big victory there for a Dwayne Haskins-led Ohio State Buckeye team before going on to the Rose Bowl against Washington. So Ohio State has dominated in recent memory against Northwestern, winning last year 52-3 and winning in the Big Ten title game in 2018, 45-24 overall. 
Of course, the Buckeyes last played two weeks ago. They did not play last week after having their game against Michigan canceled. So a little bit of extra time to rest, uh, maybe some rust to kick off uh, in this game against Northwestern. Ohio State last playing two weeks ago against Michigan State. Everybody remembers that convincing victory with Ohio State dominating the Spartans 52-12. to Northwestern, they're 6-1 on the season. They're looking for their first outright Big Ten title since 1995. They've split a couple titles since then, but it would be their first outright title since 1995 if they manage the major upset of Ohio State at noon on Saturday. But uh, Northwestern's had a very good season this year. One hiccup against the very same Michigan State team that Ohio State dominated two weeks ago. But the Wildcats started this season 5-0. They were upset 29-20 on November 28th by the Spartans. They had their following game canceled, and they're coming off of a 28-10 victory last week over their in-state rival, the Illinois Fighting Illini. So coming off a victory, Northwestern feeling good going into this game, Ohio State, against Ohio State, I should say, but they know it's a very big test. They know they're going to have to be their very best. Northwestern this season has hung its hat exclusively on team defense. All season long, the defense has been excellent. They're allowing only 14.6 points per game. That ranks first in the Big Ten and second in the entire country. So that's how good and dominant the Northwestern Wildcat defense has been this season. Their pass defense, very, very good. Second in the Big Ten, allowing under 200 yards through the air per game. They've got 12 interceptions compared to only seven touchdowns allowed through the air this season. So very clearly, it's going to be tough to throw the ball against Northwestern. But with that in mind, they haven't faced a quarterback like Justin Fields all season long. When it comes to stopping the run, Northwestern ranks fourth in the conference this season, giving up an average of 122 yards per game on the ground and an average of 3.8 yards per carry. They've also very impressively only allowed two touchdowns on the ground all season long. So tough to throw the ball against Northwestern, pretty tough to run the ball against Northwestern as well. But like I said, uh, when it came, when it comes to Justin Fields throwing the football, Northwestern really hasn't faced an offensive line like Ohio State's all season. I just read off those all Big Ten team honorees. Well, the Ohio State offensive line was honored at every single position from left tackle to left guard to center, right guard, right tackle. Everybody on the offensive line made an all Big Ten team. So that's what you're going up against this week if you're Northwestern. Now, while the Northwestern defense has been one of the best in the country this season, they've been extremely offensively challenged. They've got the second-worst passing offense in the entire Big Ten, so 13th out of 14 teams, averaging only 181 yards per game, and they've only got nine passing touchdowns compared to six interceptions this season. Peyton Ramsey, their quarterback, transferring over from Indiana, hasn't necessarily been very good. Might be vulnerable when it comes to the Ohio State defensive backs this week. He might be a vulnerable quarterback just like Rocky Lombardi was. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later with Jake, but maybe an opportunity for Ohio State's DBs to step up this week like they did against Michigan State. Now, they haven't been very good passing the football. Running the football, they've been a little bit better. They're middle of the pack in the Big Ten, 7th out of 14 teams. They're averaging 170 yards per game on the ground, 3.9 yards per carry. So the yards per carry, not great, but they run the ball a lot. That's uh, that's where they make their money. And, and they don't necessarily do it uh, with one man. They do it more so by committee, which I'll get to in just a moment. A couple of matchups to watch in this game between Ohio State and Northwestern. 
rather than focusing on specific players, I'm just kind of or I'm just going to go with units and position groups more so, because I think that's where we need to focus this week. Now, my first matchup to watch this week is Ohio State's high-powered offense versus the equally high-powered Northwestern defense. Now, Ohio State is averaging 46.6 points per game. That's fourth in the nation and obviously first in the Big Ten. Like I just mentioned, Northwestern, First, uh, or the best defense in the Big Ten, second best defense in terms of scoring in the country. So we've got the number four offense in the country facing off against the number two defense in the country. Ohio State boasts the top rushing offense in the Big Ten, and they're second when it comes to passing the football in the Big Ten. So they're getting it done on the ground. They're also getting it done through the air. Now, while Northwestern's defense has been, been great, like I said earlier, they haven't faced a team like Ohio State or a quarterback like Justin Fields. So this game, the Big Ten Championship game, will be their biggest test by far. Now, I don't necessarily see them stopping Justin Fields or this Ohio State offense. Because you might be able to stop Justin Fields, you might be able to force him into some mistakes, but then you've got to stop the run. And Ohio State just has too many facets, they're too dynamic on offense, I don't see it happening this week for Northwestern. I think Ohio State will struggle with the Northwestern defense a little bit, but Ryan Day is known for making adjustments at halftime, this team is known for adjusting and coming out strong. I think that's going to happen this week. I think Ohio State might struggle at the start, but I think they're going to figure things out and win this game pretty handily. Now, if Northwestern wants to have any sort of success in this game against Ohio State, they're going to need to limit what Justin Fields does with his feet, and they're going to need to try to create some turnovers. And that's what they're going to need to do to have a chance. Now, I mentioned the feet thing for Justin Fields because he ran all over Michigan State two weeks ago, and then in Northwestern's only loss of the season to Michigan State, Rocky Lombardi, a guy who doesn't usually run the football, ran 10 times for 70 yards in that game. So Northwestern was gashed on the ground by a quarterback, so they can't let that happen this week against Ohio State and Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is able to run wild against this Northwestern team, I don't think they have any sort of chance whatsoever. So that's my first matchup to watch, the Ohio State offense versus the Northwestern defense, because it's strength versus strength, elite versus elite. Now, the second thing I want to watch in this game is the Ohio State defensive line versus the Northwestern offensive line, a battle in the trenches. Now, this is a matchup to watch for me, because Northwestern, uh, when it comes to the offensive line, they've given up only nine sacks all season. That's really, really good. But... Again, I don't know if they faced a defensive line like Ohio State's. A lot of guys who are some of the best in the conference. Their interior defensive line has been fantastic this season between Tommy Togiai and Haskell Garrett. They've been disruptors all season long. Jonathan Cooper's flashed on the edge for Ohio State. Zach Harrison's flashed on the edge for Ohio State. So the Buckeyes are going to need these guys to step up. They're going to need to get to the quarterback. But the point here is that Northwestern's offensive line has been very, very good in terms of protecting quarterback Peyton Ramsey. He hasn't gone down a lot this season. But think about this. He's been not great this season. Frankly, he's been bad this season. And he's doing that. He's been bad without really having to worry about getting sacked and getting hit. So if Ohio State can manage to get into that backfield, wreak some havoc, get him on the ground, I don't think Northwestern has a chance in this game. And on the same note, if they can get a good push and disrupt Northwestern's ability to run the ball, 
they become, or Northwestern being they here, the Wildcats become really, really one-dimensional, and that dimension being passing has not been good for the Wildcats whatsoever this season. So if Ohio State's D-line in maybe their entire front seven, for that matter, is able to create some push in this game and make a difference, I think Ohio State is going to win this game handily. Now, when it comes to players to watch for Northwestern, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, they're getting it done by committee at running back. They've uh, mostly run the ball with a couple of players this year. They've run the ball, I mean, I don't want to say a couple of players, Drake Anderson and Isaiah Bowser, have taken the majority of the carries this season, but they've got four different players who have over 200 rushing yards, six players have over 130 rushing yards, and no running back on the entire team has more than 290 yards this season. But while Anderson, while Bowser have taken the majority of the carries this season, running back Cam Porter, a true freshman, took the reins last week to the tune of 24 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns against Illinois. For that, he was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. So Cam Porter is the running back to watch this week. He's more dynamic. He's tough. He's a guy to watch out for against Ohio State. Now, when it comes to pass catchers, wide receiver Ramon Chayukau Bowman, let me try and pronounce this name. It's tough. It's tough. I was looking for a pronunciation online. Couldn't find it. Northwestern didn't have it on their website. Ramad Chiakiao Bowman. That's what we're going to go with. Ramad Chiakiao Bowman. He leads the Wildcats in receiving this season with 30 catches for 344 yards and four scores. Now, Kyrick McGowan, he's not far behind. He's got 30 catches as well for 333 yards, but he doesn't have a touchdown. So when it comes to finding pay dirt, Chiakiao Bowman is the guy to watch for. But Kyrick McGowan, pretty similar volume when it comes to catching the football. So those two guys are receivers to watch. Another guy to watch, probably the safety valve out of the slot most for uh, Peyton Ramsey, is Riley Lees. Another option to watch, he's got 14 catches for 150 yards and a touchdown this season. Uh, at tight end, Charlie Mangieri, he might be an option in the red zone. Uh, I, I don't really worry about him outside of the red zone. He's got two touchdowns this season. That's second on the team behind Chiakiao Bowman. So uh, not a huge threat, Charlie Mangieri, but another guy to watch when it comes to the red zone. He's got two touchdowns, like I said. But altogether, Northwestern, uh, no Northwestern receiver averages more than 50 yards per game this season, so obviously not an extremely dynamic group. They haven't passed the football great this season. They haven't done much catching the football this season either. Now, when it comes to the defense, there's not necessarily one big standout on defense for Northwestern. They've got two really, really good linebackers between Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher. Those guys lead the way. They're the heart and soul defensively for the Wildcats. Both uh, are tied for the team lead with 65 tackles. Gallagher leads the team with nine tackles for loss. Really nice number there. Um, Interestingly enough for Northwestern, they haven't gotten after the quarterback particularly well. They only have 10 sacks on the season, but if there were one guy to watch on the defensive line for Northwestern, it would be sophomore Iku Liotta. He leads the team with four sacks this season, but like I said, they're not really getting after the quarterback a whole lot. Only 10 sacks on the season. Now, when it comes to the DBs, eight different Wildcats have interceptions this season. Like I said earlier, they've done a good job. Uh, they've done a good job breaking up passes. They've got 12 interceptions, so they're creating turnovers uh, in that defensive backfield. 
Eight different Wildcats have interceptions, like I said. But Justin Fields is going to have to watch out for one guy in particular, and that's Brandon Joseph. He leads the team with five picks, so he's the guy getting it done on the back end for Northwestern. Watch out for DB Brandon Joseph. So those are the players to watch this week for Northwestern against Ohio State. Uh, like I said, Northwestern's defense is good. That's uh, the unit to watch here, but I think Ohio State is just going to have way too much for them. As we get into my picks now, like I said earlier, the spread is 21 in favor of Ohio State, the over-under set at 57.5. My picks this week before we get into our conversation with Jake Jarvis, I'm going to go with Ohio State minus 21. Northwestern has honestly been really good against the spread this season. They're 5-1-1 against the spread, but they've been abysmal against the spread against Ohio State in their last 10 meetings, just 2-7-1 against the spread against the Buckeyes in the last 10 meetings between these two teams. Uh, two and one, or one and two rather, I should say, against the spread are the Wildcats against Ohio State in the last three meetings. So I like that trend to continue, or that trend rather, to continue, and I like Ohio State by 21 points. Uh, as we go for the over/under here, like I said, set at 57 and a half. The under has hit in six of Northwestern's seven games this season. I'm going to go with under 57 and a half. Uh, I'm going to give you my score prediction when I speak with Jake in just a moment. But like I said a little bit earlier, I think Ohio State's offense struggles a little bit with this Northwestern defense to start the game. I think they iron things out, so I don't think Ohio State's going to get to 50 points this week. I don't think they're going to get to necessarily 45 points this week. I don't think they're going to score as much as we're used to. But uh, on that same note, I don't think Northwestern's going to score very much either in this game against Ohio State's defense because... Like I said earlier, they've been offensively challenged this season, so I like the under of 57.5 this week. So to go over my picks one more time, Ohio State minus 21 and the under of 57.5. So with all that done, right now, let's send it over to Jake Jarvis. First, we're going to break down all things Ohio State and Northwestern. Then Jake is going to give you his score predictions for all the games around the Big Ten Conference this week. Uh... Jake and I did this last week, just to give you a little preface here. Obviously, we couldn't air what Jake and I talked about last week because the Northwestern or because the Michigan game was canceled. Ohio State and Michigan was canceled last week, so we couldn't air what Jake and I talked about because it wasn't relevant whatsoever. But he wanted to pick all the games around the Big Ten Conference. He gave us score predictions last week for all the games around the Big Ten Conference. He picked the correct winner in every single game that was played last week in the Big Ten, so make sure to pay attention when he gives you his picks this week. He could potentially make you a little bit of money on Bet Online as well. So without further ado, here he is, Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis. All right, as always, very happy to be joined by Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis. Unfortunately, Jake, you and I recorded last week. You had some very good insights going into the Ohio State-Michigan game. But the game got canceled, so we couldn't really air what you had to say about Ohio State-Michigan because there was no point in doing it. Um, something fun that you and I also did last week was you wanted to do a college game day style pick them where you pick all the, the, all the games, pick all the scores in the Big Ten Conference in addition to your score prediction for the Ohio State game. So for everybody that was unable to hear that, Jake – didn't necessarily get all the score predictions right last week because who would, but he got every single winner 
correct in the Big Ten Conference last week. So pretty darn good by Jake. So we're going to do that a little bit later for this Big Ten Champions Week, I suppose they're calling it. Big Ten Champions Week. After he gives the Ohio State Northwestern Big Ten title game score prediction, he's going to give us all of his score predictions around the Big Ten this week. So we've got that to look forward to. But Jake, before we get into any of that, let's talk about this Big Ten title game between Ohio State and Northwestern. And first and foremost, I got to ask you, um, what do you think about the Big Ten Conference changing the rules for Ohio State? You know, the, the minimum to get into the Big Ten title game was six games played this season. Obviously, the Buckeyes were unable to do that. It wasn't necessarily their fault. They had one game canceled due to their own coronavirus issues. They had three other games canceled, or excuse me, two other games canceled due to uh, opponents' coronavirus issues. So three games canceled in total for Ohio State this season. They finished 5-0 and in the regular season. But the Big Ten says, you know what? doesn't make any sense for Ohio State to not be in this title game. Uh, they beat Indiana already this season, who would have been in the title game out of the Big Ten East instead of Ohio State. But uh, they correct all that. They make a change. Ohio State will be in the Big Ten title game. So what did you think of all that? Do you think it's fair that Ohio State's in? Uh, yeah, I think it's fair. Um, you know, we were going to go anyway, so they're undefeated. So I think it was a wise choice to let them play in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I think so too. The only argument that you got to you got to make to me is if Ohio State would have lost the game to Michigan, they would have been in the Big 10 championship game anyway. It was only a matter of getting to that 6th game. So if you tell me had Ohio State played this week and lost and they still would have been in the Big 10 championship game, that's all I got to hear to say, you know what? It makes perfect sense that the Big 10 changed the rules to put them in. So, it is Northwestern and Ohio State in the Big 10 championship game. Uh, it's going to be noon on Saturday. They're changing things up this season, moving it from a 7 p.m. Eastern kick to a noon Eastern kick because that's kind of that's that's when the Big Ten plays. That's when the Big Ten primetime games are uh, on on big noon kickoff and all that sort of thing. That's kind of the the new thing for the Big Ten. So they're moving it up to noon. It'll be a noon game in Indianapolis, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium between Ohio State in Northwestern. So what are your thoughts going into this game? First for Ohio State, they've had some extra time to prepare. They haven't played in now two weeks going into this game. Uh, so what do you think about Ohio State? Anything to worry about for the Buckeyes going into this game, or do you, do you think it'll be a, a pretty simple one for Ohio State? I wouldn't say simple in the first quarter, I think, of the game. Um, Northwestern has a good defense, and uh, the big leader, Paddy Fisher, uh, he can tackle. You know, have a good defense this season. But I think in the second half, we're going to run away from Northwestern and win this game. I just don't see Northwestern winning this game. I think it will be close in the first quarter. Other than that, I think Ohio State's going to win. They're going to beat Northwestern, put up some points, I think. I think so, too. I like that that thought by you because, you know, Northwestern's defense has been pretty much the best defense overall in the Big Ten so far this season but they haven't faced an offense like Ohio State. So I, I think Ohio State's just going to have too much on offense for what is a good defense for Northwestern. And on the other side of things, even if Northwestern were to were to stop Ohio State and, and give the Ohio State offense a little bit of trouble, I don't think Northwestern has enough on their own offense 
to really cause any issues for Ohio State. They have the second-worst passing offense in the Big Ten this season. They've got a middle-of-the-pack rushing offense. There's no real standout at running back. They've got like four or five guys who have between 175 and 250 yards this season, so it's kind of by committee. It's just not really a dynamic offense for Northwestern. And, and I mean, this is kind of what we've come to know from Northwestern in recent memory. They've been a solid team in the Big Ten West. Um, but this year's offense might be worse than their offenses have been in the past. Their defense might be a little bit better. But to me, this is very similar to the 2018 Big Ten title game when these teams saw each other in Indy, that Dwayne Haskins led Ohio State against uh, Northwestern that season a game that Ohio State won pretty handily. You didn't really worry or sweat in that game whatsoever. So I'm with you. I could see Ohio State struggling a little bit with the Northwestern defense to start. The offense uh, might get stopped a couple of times early in the game, but certainly Ryan Day is known for the adjustments he makes at halftime uh, and throughout the rest of the game as well. So I would see Ohio State figuring a way to score against Northwestern, and I just don't think the Northwestern offense will have enough uh, to beat this Ohio State team. Uh, yeah, their offense, um, Cam, Cam Porter, he's a good running back. Uh, I like the way he puts a shoulder in that end zone against Illinois. That was one of my favorite plays. Uh, Cam Porter, you better watch him. True freshman from Cincinnati. He's got 142 yards rushing, 24 rushing attempts, and two rushing touchdowns so you know he's a good running back also with Kate Rams as the quarterback um I think him just three good players on offense with Bowen number 81 he got 344 yards with four keys so three of those guys are good for Northwestern on offense um like you said I, I'm not going to see Northwestern putting up points against us but um it will be close in the first quarter like, like I said yeah, the you mentioned Peyton Ramsey. Obviously, he used to be the quarterback at Indiana, transfers to Northwestern. He's their starter this season. Not doing a lot throwing the football, like I said, um, but he can run a little bit. He's got almost 200 yards on the ground this season, so maybe a little wrinkle there that Ohio State has to look out for. But the Ohio State rush defense, or the run defense, I should say, has been the second best in the Big Ten so far this season, averaging under 100 yards against uh, on the ground per game. Buckeyes giving up 95 yards per game on the ground, which is very, very good. Ohio State boasts the number one rushing offense in the Big Ten, um, averaging over 250 yards per game rushing, which, I mean, the way the Ohio State run game has looked this season, you wouldn't really expect them to be number one in the Big Ten because it hasn't necessarily been pretty all the time, but they're still efficient. They're still getting it done. They're just getting it done a little bit differently than they have these past couple of seasons when they've had really elite dynamic running backs. But the Buckeyes offense is uh, just about as good as it ever has been. Um, the Northwestern passing defense is good. They have the second best pass defense in the Big Ten this season. But like I said earlier, they haven't faced an offense like Ohio State's. They haven't faced a quarterback like Justin Fields. They haven't seen two wide receivers like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, not to mention all the other weapons Ohio State has on offense. So uh, I'm with you. I think Ohio State wins this game pretty handily. Uh, they might be slowed up a little bit at first, but I see them pulling away. Um, my score prediction, I'm, I'm ready for your score prediction. I'm going to go first. My score prediction, I'm going to go 38 to 13 Ohio State. It's a 21-point spread this week. So the Buckeyes are 21-point favorites. I'm going to go Ohio State 38-13. I'm going to go Ohio State 42-14. to 14. 
42-14, so we're right around that same spot again. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think Ohio State, it won't be, you know, the the huge offensive output, the 50, 60 points that we can see from Ohio State, but they're going to score, and I don't think Northwestern is going to score very much in this game. I'd expect Northwestern to punt plenty in this game. Uh, and another good test, though, for Ohio State's uh, defense, another good opportunity for these DBs to prove themselves like they did a couple of weeks ago against Rocky Lombardi, a struggling quarterback there. You've gotten Peyton, you've got Peyton Ramsey who hasn't thrown the ball great this season. So maybe Ohio State's DBs can take advantage there. So I go 38-13, you go 42-14. We're right around that same spot. So now that we've gotten Ohio State out of the way, I mean it's pretty simple. Like you said, Northwestern's got a few guys on offense. Patty Fisher is the beast on defense for them. Uh, those are the players you have to watch out for in this uh, in this game, this Big Ten title game. But we fully expect Ohio State to win the Big Ten championship and potentially advance to the college football playoff. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but I, I definitely think that Ohio State's feeling better after LSU beats Florida the other night than they were had Florida won that game. Yeah, LSU's had some problems with their coaching, but um, in that game, um, LSU had some pretty good shoes to fill against number six Florida. Um, it was really close. Uh, I, don't, I don't see Florida coming in this time, but Ohio State, they look good. They have to dominate to win this to uh, get to the playoff, obviously. And Alabama has to beat Florida. So there's two T's right there that you got to watch for um, for Ohio State. Yep. So the Buckeyes feeling good uh, in terms of the college football playoff. I think if they win this game and look good against Northwestern, they're going to be in the college football playoff. So obviously this week better than they felt um, last week because LSU beats Florida. Now Florida's chances of getting into the college football playoff are pretty slim. They've got to beat Alabama in the SEC title game this week to, to even have a chance. And in Alabama's looked pretty darn good this season. So I think the season, unfortunately, might be over for the Florida Gators. I don't know if they're going to get into the college football playoff. But the Buckeyes certainly looking pretty good in terms of getting into the college football playoff. But now that we've gotten the Ohio State score prediction out of the way, let's do the rest of the Big Ten Conference. Um, like I said, it's Big Ten Champions Week this week. Um, they haven't necessarily done, you know, number one versus number one, number two versus number two, number three versus number three. They've kind of changed things up this week in terms of the scheduling for the Big Ten. They've made up some rivalry games that were, not, were unable to happen. They've matched up a couple of other teams. For example, we're going to get Purdue, Indiana this week after that game got canceled last week. So another opportunity at that. A couple of other games switched up. So some interesting matchups this week. And now it's time to get your score prediction for all of them. Let's see if you can have another week of success, have another perfect week here. Uh, a couple of Friday games this week in the Big Ten. First at 4 o'clock Eastern time, it's Nebraska and Rutgers. So what are you thinking there? I know you're a huge Greg Schiano guy, so I'm predicting a Rutgers victory from you. Yeah, um, I see Rutgers winning. Nebraska defense is just struggling this year. Also, the head coach, he's also struggling. But um, I see Rutgers winning this game uh, with a score of 28-14. So 28-14 Rutgers. You see them finishing their season a game under 500 at 4-5. and five. Uh, I'd think uh, Greg Schiano would consider that a pretty good success this season. Four wins for Rutgers. Uh, there's been plenty of seasons they've played a full slate of games and haven't gotten to four wins. So they'll be pretty happy with four wins this season if they can beat Nebraska. Uh, the second game on Friday night at 7.30, kickoff between number 12, Indiana, and Purdue. Indiana, 10-point favorites going into this game against the Boilermakers. So what are your thoughts for Indiana and Purdue? 
Um, I see Indiana beating, beating Purdue. Their offense looks good this year. I see them winning with a score of, uh, let's see, 45 to 17. 45-17 Indiana. Indiana. I think I like that one too. You think Indiana's offense is going to explode in this game. They've got their backup quarterback going, but he's he's been, he's been pretty good for them. So I like Indiana over Purdue as well. Uh, obviously, uh, we already talked about it, Northwestern and Ohio State. They're the early kickoff on Saturday at noon. Then at 4 o'clock, it's Minnesota and Wisconsin. Kind of an interesting game there. Wisconsin, 11.5-point favorites going in. So what do you think about this one? I see Wisconsin. I like their coaching staff. So I'm going to go Wisconsin, 35-20. Now at 5.30 on Saturday, it's <gasps> Illinois and Penn State. So what are your thoughts on Illinois and Penn State? The Nittany Lions are 14-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go Penn State with this one, 28-21 over Illinois. 28-21 Penn State, now that Lovey Smith is gone at Illinois. I didn't know he had a dog, Jake. Your dog's going crazy back there. What kind of dog do you got? Uh, she's a silver lab. Oh, very silver cool. Man. Now, 7 o'clock on Saturday – Iowa and Michigan. Iowa's 14-point favorites. Iowa's red hot right now. Obviously, Michigan's been struggling. So what do you think about this one? I like Iowa. They played well. They have a good quarterback. I see Iowa winning 31-17. 31-17 Iowa. So a pretty good win there over Michigan. Now our final game of the week, 7.30 on Saturday night, Maryland and Michigan State. What do you think about this one? This is a kind of a tricky game. Michigan State's quarterback looked good against Penn State. Um, Maryland has, they've struggled to get on the field this season. They've only played five games when they have their quarterback Tago Vailoa has looked pretty good, but they're two and three. So what do you think about this one? Michigan state and Maryland. I like Maryland. They played well. Uh, they're two and two. They win this will be three and two. So I like 27, 14. All right, there you go. So 27, 14 Maryland over Michigan state. Yep. All right, great. So there you have it this week. All your score predictions around the Big Ten, but obviously the one that we care about the most, the Big Ten title game, Ohio State and Northwestern. Your score prediction was 42-14 Ohio State. I have 38-13 Ohio State, so we're right around that same area. Hopefully the Buckeyes are able to uh, to deliver this week and give us one of those scores because if they do that, I think uh, – their case for the college football playoff is pretty strong. And if that's the case, then you and I are going to be talking again pretty darn soon, uh, anticipating Ohio State's matchup uh, in the opening round of the college football playoff. I couldn't be more excited for that. I'm excited too. I can't wait. All right, Jake. Well, thanks very much for, uh, for everything this week, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. All right? All right. So there you have it from Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis. Make sure to get all those picks in at Bet Online, as that will do it for this week of Believe in Ohio State. As always, a very big thank you to Jake Jarvis for joining me this week, and a very big thank you to you for joining me as uh, we look forward to Ohio State and Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. Talk to you guys next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.